Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Despite the intense intro, it's the Friday show where we kick back and have some fun on the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr, and my most casual polo almost wore a t-shirt today. Ryan Snyder, who joins me today, recruiting insider, talking about recruiting. Casual Friday. I'm always dressed to impress uh, on the on the BWI daily. <laughs> so yes, lots of recruiting to talk about this week, though, man. So uh, let's let's get into it. We'll save our wardrobe talk for for another day. Yeah, there's there is a a top five today. We'll be getting to the defensive hot boards for 2023 and update a lot of familiar names we've talked about. I feel like there's some some interesting things there too with the secondary. We'll get to all that later, and of course, visits are coming up this weekend, so we're previewing all of that today on the BWI Daily Edition, and uh, we're gonna start with that top five but before we get to that make sure you subscribe to blue white illustrated so you don't miss anything from bwi like our video breakdowns of pro day which came out yesterday and thursday our video breakdowns of practice getting you some insight and information from penn state spring ball and of course everything else here on the daily edition and the recruiting show which ryan is a part of on tuesdays a lot of great content it's spring football things are happening hit subscribe and the notification button so you don't miss anything BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, also a great place to sign up. It's a dollar for 12 months of access, so you get the inside stuff from Ryan before anyone else knows it. Now, one thing that you had, uh, and we we knew this was kind of coming because Treyon Webb has been uh, really a lot of positive signs between him and Penn State. He released his top five, so tell us about the uh, four-star running back and what happened this afternoon for the Nittany Lions. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so, of course, he, he dropped the top five today, which I think anyone who's been following his recruitment, I don't think it's too much of a surprise. Uh, Penn State, we've known that they were firmly in the mix uh, with the Florida running back. And uh, he added that South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, and Baylor are also in the mix. So what, what's interesting about that, though, uh, one thing I picked up on, though, is he, he also has an official visit set to Arkansas. I believe, or he was supposed to uh, for June 17th. So is that visit happening still? That's kind of one thing we we need to figure out there. But uh, we do know Penn State's going to get an official visit, right? They are set for June 11th. Uh, South Carolina is set for an official visit on June 24th. And then Baylor is supposed to be June 4th. Uh, so what happens there uh, with the other two schools? You know, we'll see. Uh, Tennessee, I assume they'll get one at some point. Maybe they'll be they'll replace Arkansas. I mean, that would make sense, right? Right. Uh, and of course, he lives. I don't know how far is Jacksonville from Gainesville, like an hour or so. I don't I don't think it's that, oh, that far. You so. know, the geography of Florida better than I do. I was there when I was like <laughs> 11 for a trip and uh, to go to Disney World. And that's the last time I've been to Florida. Yeah. I know it's, you know, they're both kind of more northern Florida. So I think it's about an hour or so, maybe a little bit longer. But uh, I, I think looking at this list and, and just from, from my conversations with them, I do generally believe all five schools have a chance. I would say he's been very active in visiting South Carolina. So clearly uh, Shane Beamer and his staff are doing a good job there. And then, of course, the, the new staff at Florida uh, seems to be uh, really uh, – I don't want to say moving up his list, but, you know, grabbing his attention. So mm-hmm. they, they kind of grabbed my eye a little bit. Maybe Penn State's probably sit behind those two at the moment. But I, I, I do really believe that these these upcoming visits will be how he sorts out uh, where he ends up. So, of course, he was committed previously. I believe it was uh, Georgia and I think it was Oklahoma. I believe those were the two schools he was committed to previously. So uh, he's already bounced around a little bit. Of course, Oklahoma had a had a big change in their staff. So I don't really hold that one against them too, too much. Oh, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we will we will see. Um, so I'm just getting him up here for that official visit, man. That's kind of the next thing that we will will really know where Penn State stands after that. Of course, Penn State offered London Montgomery too, uh, the, the Scranton prospect who earned a four star rating from one three. And and those two really firmly feel like they're they're top running backs at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, Dalen Smothers is still in the mix. Mark Fletcher is still in the mix. I will be watching Mark Fletcher for a visit maybe here soon. A few of his American Heritage teammates uh, have have made it clear that they're planning to come up here in a week or two. So we'll see if Mark Fletcher makes that trip with them. But for the most part, London Montgomery, Trey Webb, they feel like the two that I'm focused on the most. And for the most part, again, I I think we're going to just see one running back in this class. But uh, I mean, two's always possible, especially if like they you know they really want both. But yeah, to me, just when I look across the landscape and I see their needs in other positions, one makes the most sense. I think. Yeah, and very different players as well. I know 5'10", 160, 170 is London Montgomery, and then over six feet tall, bigger back uh, in Trayon Webb, who's you know announcing his top five. One thing I want to ask you about that top five, um, and this is something that you brought up on the recruiting show on Tuesday that you mentioned, NIL is going to have an impact on the second half of this class for Penn State. Yep. He's going to Tennessee. Tennessee just got a five-star quarterback. We also heard that uh, there is a player that has an eight, you know, a six-figure um, NIL deal, we stop, right? We can stop reading around the bush on that one. I mean, right. I I appreciate Stuart Mandel the way he handled that because the young man hasn't committed yet. But you know, when he put out that story, but I think the whole world knows it's it's Nico. I'm not even right. going to pronounce his last name. I don't know how to do it, but I think anyone who follows recruiting knows who I'm talking about by now. But so uh, so if you get Trey on yeah. Web going to Tennessee who's got a huge NIL collective. Is that a concern? Is this one of those areas where that's that might crop I mean, up? 
Oh yeah, could be absolutely. Uh, you know, I I be lying if I said I've talked to Trayon extensively about how important that stuff is, and I think actually a lot of guys don't really understand the impact of it until they get it thrown in their face, right? So maybe when he goes to Tennessee or Florida or South Carolina or any of these Southern schools, because let's be honest, these SEC schools are on a different level right now with NIL, and they they might always be on a different level uh, when it comes to those collectives. So that that's really going to be the thing I think a lot of us. Uh, in, in my industry, at least, or, or watching closely in the coming years. But uh, I, I I don't know exactly where Treyon stands with that stuff and, and how important it is to him. But uh, make no mistake, Tennessee has absolutely one of the biggest collectives out there. And it makes sense, too, right? Like, how hungry is Tennessee's fan base? They are right. one of the most, you know, hungry for success fan bases out there considering yep. where they were 20 years ago and how rocky it's been. No pun intended. Uh, rocky <laughs> job, of course. Uh, how rocky it's been. Uh, over the last what you know, 10, 10 or so years, so they've not been they, they have, have not been before. relevant. Their best years, you hear, ah, oh, Tennessee might challenge, and then they go eight and four, and and, and that's you know like coming this last year, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So and of course Texas A and M too is like the other one, and that makes complete sense too, right? They were kind of behind Texas and Oklahoma for all those years. They get yep. in the SEC, they get that awesome new stadium, and now. All of that uh, hype and, and um, excitement around that fan base is, is creating another massive collective. So uh, only time is going to tell. I really think in a year or two for now, from now, uh, we'll have a it'll be much more in the open. Right. Like so many right. more recruits are going to be talking about this stuff. Uh, but right now, whenever I ask about it, it still kind of feels like everybody's like scared to talk about it a little bit, even yeah. though it's you know totally legal and free game now. But uh, it's coming. It's definitely coming. Yeah, I, I mentioned this on the uh, on the Daily Edition yesterday, talking with Nate Bauer about this stuff. Is that you know the the tidal wave is coming, but you can already feel the tremors because again, things you brought up, uh, Gabriel and Gar- Grayson Murphy, they've got an NIL deal from UCLA. So is that going to factor into whether or not they decide? Eh, well, we'll go to Penn State and make our money in the league because ultimately, and this is I think the important part is right now. The money is still in the NFL. That's where you're seeing, like, unless you're getting these crazy outlier contracts, the money's in the NFL. So having your eye on that prize is still the priority for athletes. But will it change to where you're getting paid, maybe not at NFL levels, but close? That might have the the impact down the line that we're talking about. Uh, So we'll see. You know, and that's just a vague throw a stone in the pond sort of prediction when it comes to that stuff. Uh, anything else? On- Let me jump in on that real quick. Sure. Let me jump Go in on it. that though, because it is, you're right. The big money, of course, that still is right. So it's getting to the NFL. That should still be the goal. But if you get at, at 18, 19, 20 years old, if you get a $400,000, you know, are yep. able to amass some sort of thing for $400,000, right. And you invest that correctly. And you have good people around you who don't let you, Waste it down at champs see one night or whatever it is. Waste it on your your girlfriend you're trying to impress from right. Nittany Dorm or whatever. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to think of too many local things here, but my point is, like that's still good money that you yep. that can set you up for for whatever starting a business or like God, I wish I had four hundred thousand dollars when I was when I was just getting out of school. You know, yeah. I, I mean. Most so people I, so have I, I, I mean, I, most people have negative money because of their student loans. They have me, negative yeah, two hundred thousand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I, I just yeah, that is definitely still the goal. But I, I still think that as this grows and 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 we 
like hundreds of thousands of dollars is still massive money that, you know, yeah, you can have fun with some of that at your age and all these kids will, will have fun with it to some degree. But if you invest it right, you know, you, you have good parents around you, you have good coaches and, and, and good people around you who who point you in the right directions. There's still a lot you can do with that. And of course, you know, yeah. look at the numbers. How many guys make it to the NFL? Right. Isn't it like one yep. percent or something like that? It's incredibly yep. small. Uh, so if you if you if you just understand the, the numbers and, and you understand what's being given to you. That's why I still think that even hundreds of thousands of dollars is going to have a massive impact on where these guys end up. Because, you know, again, it just if you, if you have the right structure and, and, and the belief of what you can do with that, uh, why wouldn't it? You know, like yep. I, I, I grew up I grew up a Penn State season ticket holder my whole life. Right. Like, obviously, if I would have been <laughs> if I would have had the size, I would have loved to play football for Penn State. But. But if you if this if I was an athlete now coming through this. Right. And I'm getting maybe one hundred thousand dollars for Penn State or three hundred thousand dollars to go to Pitt. I shouldn't probably use Pitt in that example. That was a bad example, but right. I'm just saying like, it's not going to make you think, you know, yeah. like I, I have good family around me. I, I I know that if I was in those positions, what my parents would be telling me to do, but it's take that yeah. money, invest it, right. Be smart, you know, still go on and do everything you can to get to the NFL, but, but understand the opportunity that's been given to you. And I think a lot of Penn state fans, yes, let's not use Pitt or Maryland or Rutgers example. West or Virginia. State, sorry. How about that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Close well, enough. They're about to play them next year. Right. So oh, like, yeah. Penn state fans, I hate them too. But my point is just, you know, that's it's serious money that you that you can do a lot with. So yeah. I, I would hope uh, and I think if we're going to see a change of landscape, we're going to see players that normally would have ended up at Penn State end up at Maryland because of it. And then yeah. vice versa, too. You know, there's going to be other schools uh, ways it benefits Penn State as well. You know, guys that maybe would have went to Ohio State, but because they were so important to Penn State, they somehow got a little extra money out of it and they come to Happy Valley instead. So it, it should mix some things up. And then you add in the playoff, too. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother story, but you add in the 16 team playoff and, and how that should help with recruiting, man, I, I just, I'm really excited about where we're going for college football. If you cannot tell from my four minute spiel right there, go on. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> Carl Nassib for compound interest on the BWI daily edition. That's what we're, you, you get everything here. You know, you get, you get recruiting information, you get some financial information. And by the way, if you haven't seen Carl Nassib explaining compound interest to his defensive line teammates at, in Oakland, absolutely go check it out because it's first off it's informative secondly it's hilarious so check that out good. uh it's a great video um so visitor list speaking of penn state players maybe in the future guys that are gonna determine the fate of penn state one way or another at some point this is another uh open weekend for visitors and players are coming to campus so who are the names to know that penn state fans should be aware of starting today on friday as we're recording but going throughout the weekend <clears throat> Yeah, so majority of guys will be up here tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if a few get in here tonight. But uh, this is really a visitor list for for tomorrow for the most part. For Saturday, of course, like some of you are going to be listening to this on Saturday. I should should think of that. But uh, right now we're looking at around eight or nine scholarship guys, and that doesn't include committed guys. So we know Tyrese Mills, for example, is going to be on campus. Hunter Norsad is expected to come down from Cornell, which is always a good thing. Uh, Drew Shelton, Alex Birchmeyer, Anthony Donko, Cooper Cousins, all of those guys are – committed already and they're expected to be here um you know and that's always good right keep your commits always coming on campus that's never a bad thing um, but, but when i look at uh, the rest of the the uncommitted players there, there's a handful of guys that you know definitely grab my attention i'm looking at cameron cameron cook for example uh he actually just confirmed like as we were uh, about to uh, go on air here so this is a pretty uh, recent one here uh he's a four-star prospect uh by, by on three and ended in the on three consensus consensus excuse me uh, pretty good offer sheet too, man. Texas, uh, USC, Oregon, 
Uh, Utah's another one. Oklahoma hasn't offered yet, but they're showing serious interest. Uh, he's a he's a running back out of uh, Stony Point in uh, Round Rock, Texas. So uh, interesting uh, when, when Penn State's getting guys from Texas to come on campus because he's not the only one either. We have Kyle Parker as well, wide receiver out of Luca, Texas. I have no mm-hmm. idea where Luca, Texas. If I'm being honest with you, but uh, another another solid offer sheet. You know, Texas has come on board here recently. They seem to be really, uh, of course, you know, kid from Texas. Texas offers it, it would make sense that they're they're making ma- major moves. Uh, Louisville, he's visited Arkansas, he's visited, uh, and he's a he's a wide receiver prospect. Right now, he's a four star player just inside the on three three hundred. Uh, we have him at 5'11", 175 pounds. So interesting that Penn State's getting two guys from Texas this weekend uh, for unofficial visits because that's not something we see very often. T. Frank, mm-hmm. you're you're learning the the recruiting landscape, but even I think you even know that uh, you know it, that's that's not something we see very much. Yeah, you the price of a plane ticket and the price of lodging when you're not when when somebody else isn't paying for the bill, you got to really want to go from Texas to State College or. Uh, California, there's a couple guys uh, I know that are, you know, not just the class of 23, but beyond as well, where there's guys from California coming. So, again, you got to really want to be here if you're making a about as long of a flight as you can make in the continental mm-hmm. United States. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that one grabs my attention too. Uh, Kobe Boinkin is a, is a 2024 prospect. We have him at 5'8, 175. Uh, he's from Orange, California, and uh, he's already committed to Utah. And yet he's going to come out here, which is interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, sophomore. Oh, of course, Utah is your team too. I forgot about that. I won't. Uh, I won't tell the in-laws. Wife, yeah, yeah. Don't tell the in-laws about that. The, but they'll but, be a little upset. More interesting. Oh, nice. I like it. So, so yeah. Obviously, that that's interesting. I'll be curious to see how the visit goes. Penn State offered. Penn State only offered him a couple weeks ago, uh, and he has a solid offer sheet as well. Of course, he's committed to Utah, but Arizona. Colorado, Pitt, uh, there are a few of the schools who have offered. LSU showing some serious interest in him, too. I'll be curious to see what happens there. But here, here's the more interesting one to me. 2025, yes, 2025 player who's already committed to USC uh, is going to be on campus this weekend in Aaron White. Uh, so here's, here's the thing. I was looking at his timeline. He committed to USC September 25th, 2021. So, I mean, I, I haven't looked at Orange's games last year, but I'm pretty sure he committed like three games into his high school career, maybe four games into his high school career. I mean, that's, you know, I've heard about eighth graders getting offers, but I don't know I've seen too many freshmen commit like before they've, you know, even like can grow a beard or anything. You know? <laughs> right. They, they <laughs> haven't like, even put like, up like, their first highlight film, probably. Like they're still yeah, getting the cut yeah. ups. Wild. So yeah. uh, that's always interesting to me. But I mean, I will say with White, I mean, his offer sheet is stacked. Uh, USC, of course, is offered, right? He's committed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia, Oklahoma, Michigan, Oregon, Old Miss, uh, Utah, of course. Uh, they 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 offered Boykin, who, by the way, Boykin is his cousin. So they're mm-hmm. they're coming together. That's kind of probably should explain that from the top. But uh, Colorado, Boston College, Washington. There's a bunch of others, but uh, White is a, is clearly going to be a heck of a player. We have him as an athlete right now, six one one fifty, six one one fifty. I mean, he's he's obviously pretty young, of course, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just interesting, man, that we, we that's not something you see often. You know, guys coming from Texas for unofficials and coming from California for unofficials. And here we have both in the same weekend. So that yeah. that's those will certainly be uh, a few of the guys that I'm really kind of focused on. There, there's a couple other names I'll mention quick. Michael Van Buren is going to be one of a, a few St. Francis Academy players coming up. Of course, mm-hmm. Van Buren is a, is a quarterback prospect. I think anyone who members watching was uh what was it st francis versus de la salle i want to say uh we were because we were watching uh uh what, 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 
oh, who was the lineman who committed the Penn State? Andre Roy. Andre Roy, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. We were all watching Andre Roy that night, and and Michael Van Buren, I believe that was his first game that night, and he played really well. Uh, so he he's he's a player that a lot of schools have jumped on since then. Michigan, Penn State, West Virginia, Virginia Tech, to name a few. Uh, and he's visited a few of those schools already. This will actually be his second uh, trip back to Penn State, uh, and he'll have a few teammates with him. Um, you know, I'll be curious to see how that plays out. One one other guy I really do want to mention. I want I, I want to just make a note. He'll have a few teammates from St. Francis. So, once again, yeah. St. Francis and the Penn State saga. We'll see how True. that goes. <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, well, I feel yeah. like I was due. I know you've mentioned it. Greg's mentioned it. Yeah. I feel like I needed, to get my, I needed to get my swing in on that pitch. Yeah, I mean, it's... Look, it's it's strange. Like the the Andre Roy thing was strange. Like that felt yeah. like it was clearly staged to some degree, especially when you add in uh, what is what his teammate did, of course. But I mean, there's been other years too, though, where like I I, I know Masai and a few of the guys out there. Like I think they're great people. I, I don't think there's like any conspiracy thing to it. it. It's just it's just been really strange that such an awesome program there has still not gotten one player to Penn State. So yeah. it's. We'll figure it out with time. But Jalen McLean, one other player I wanted to mention, we'll switch to <laughs> to New Jersey. He's a 2024 uh, safety prospect. And uh, I think this will be Jalen's first visit to Penn State. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, he's been to Rutgers a couple times and, uh, you know, still kind of getting getting his uh, offers all together. Texas A&M offered, Georgia offered, uh, South Carolina, Old Miss, uh, a few others, Boston College, Syracuse. But uh, the one thing I want to say with McLean, though, is he's just somebody that People in Nash have consistently spoken very highly of. Uh, they, they think I think he's going to be a pretty important prospect for Penn State. Again, he's he's a 2024 player. We have him at six foot, 180 uh, out of Seton Hall Prep in West Orange, New Jersey. So it's a pretty good list this weekend. Uh, like I said, we got about eight or nine uh, uncommitted scholarship guys, a handful of signees, a handful of others who have committed already. Uh, we're watching a few others uh, who, you know, we're, we're watching to see if they're visiting, but uh, just haven't heard back from yet. But uh, this will be their first pretty pretty big uh, visit weekend for the spring. Is it intentional to bring guys like Cooper Cousins in the class of 24 and Alex Birchmeyer in the class of 23 in on a weekend where you're bringing guys that you want to kind of put a good word in the ear of these guys? And even when you're looking at guys in 2025, I know there's some special circumstances uh, with Aaron White, but when you're is that intentional to have that mix of committed and uncommitted guys, or is that just the process of recruiting? Yeah. Penn State wants them on campus as much as they can get them, right? Gotcha. So I don't really – like, for example, when we get to official visits in June, like, I, I could see them scheduling guys around Alex Birchmeyer's official visit, right? Like, that they, right. they will – there are ways that they will try and do that, especially with official visits because they kind of schedule those moments. But for the most part, man, it's just about getting quality guys on campus as much as you can. And then, of course, when you when – you, when you can sprinkle in your committed guys there um, to hang out with them, it's good. Now there are other times too, where, you know, said committed player is close with this, you know, top uncommitted player. And, and then I think the staff pushes a little harder for it, but for this weekend, um, you know, one thing I will note with this weekend, of course, is it's coaches clinic, you know, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if a few of the committed guys are, uh, you know, coming down with their coaches. Like, for example, I think the Lackawanna guys will be here. So that's why, you know, Tyrese Mills is probably coming down, but uh yeah, it's, it's really just about getting getting your committed players on campus whenever you can. And, you know, if it falls out on weekends where there's a lot of other guys, all the better. 
Of course, we got athletes from Texas and California coming this weekend, and 44 and rainy tomorrow is the forecast. So, oh really? State college <laughs> does not disappoint once again. It was beautiful yesterday. Pro day was amazing, and then cold today, rainy tomorrow, and cold as well. So, you and know, of course, pro day was inside as well. You know, I, that was the one thing I really noticed. When yeah. you walk out, you're like, oh my god, it's beautiful out here. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, so, anything else on visitors this weekend, or do you want to jump to the hot boards? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we, we hit on pretty much all the scholarship guys there. So, um, yeah, I, I think hot boards is the way to go. Let's go on to that. So let we talk about Trayon Webb, and I know that it's really early in the cycle and there's still a lot of scholarships available, but especially defensive tackle. And I want to start at defensive tackle because this seems to be such a thick, deep group of players for Penn State that they seem to have good momentum with. So when it comes to the players that uh, that we're going to talk about today, who do you think... Penn State has the best situation with, and who are the guys that are most important to them in this cycle? Yeah, so with defensive tackle, I mean, I think a lot of fans are uh, know all about Jason Moore right now, right? The, the, yep. the math of defensive tackle, incredibly important. We know Notre Dame is firmly in the mix there, and you know he's got some other trips probably lined up to Michigan. Uh, he said Ohio State. Uh, you know, he also mentioned LSU to me previously. I think he's incredibly important. Uh, will Penn State land him? We'll see. Uh, I think Notre Dame is is a serious player there, and, and the Irish are probably going to get him on campus here again for a second time here over the next month or so. Of course, Penn State does hold the edge right now as far as visits, so that that's a good thing to know with uh, him coming for a game back during the season. And then, of course, he, he came in January for a trip as well. Uh, Derek LeBlanc in Kissimmee, uh, Florida, seems like a pretty important player. He has a top seven right now of Clemson, Florida. Miami, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Penn State, and UCF. Yeah, it's going to be hard to land him, though. Yeah. Um, to, I mean, he's going to come back for an official visit, and those official visits will be incredibly important, right? So let's see how that plays out. But right now, man, I I, I just, man, it, it feels like it's going to be hard to beat out the Florida schools with him, yeah. but we'll see. I think Oklahoma is a serious player too. That was a, a player too that Penn State had good momentum with uh, during the season. I remember you mentioning him and, and his uh, teammate John Walker. Uh, mm -hmm. Is just your sense that it's cooled a little bit, or just that there's been no. new developments? No, I mean, I I think like sometimes what's hard with like we I bring up momentum because I talk to people and they're, you know, maybe they're coming off a visit and, and, you know, they're talking all the time. So, you know, they feel good about that stuff, but like just stuff has to play out, you know, like when yeah. they go on to visit seven more schools in 11 weeks, like, it's like, okay, well, yeah, he came and visited Penn state and that was good. But yeah. I mean, like LeBlanc has taken like 20 some visits already. Like he's yeah. all over the place. So yeah, like there's momentum and it's good that he's coming to Penn state, but well, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. 24. He's taking 24 visits. You know, like, that's a lot. That and that's that's up there probably in the 90th percentile of the of the 2023 guys. So, um, you know, I, it's it's just you know, there's ebbs and flows, you know, and as more schools come into the mix, you can only talk to other schools as much. I mean, I, I, I'm so confident in saying that he, he talks to Penn State regularly. He's going to come back to Penn State and Penn State's in the mix. I just 
man, it's it's just going to be hard to land him. He's a he's a stud of a player, and, and all these top schools are after him. But you also mentioned John Walker. You yep. know, I, I think it's going to be similar with Walker. It's going to be hard to land. The, the guys I'm, the guy I really think would has he maybe has one of the better chances with is Justin Benton uh, out of. Out of uh, Covington, Georgia, uh, Newton High School, I think he's a player they have a real chance with. And I'd also, I'd also add Will Norman to that as well, uh, out of IMG Academy. Um, of course, he's he's from Camden originally, mm-hmm. but uh, you know now he's playing at IMG. But there, there's there's those three kind of make the most sense. But like Norman's gonna Norman's gonna take a bunch more visits. You know, I I think the Camden connection is good, staying close to home. I think that'll be good. But he's also at IMG, right? So he's right. gonna have a ton of schools after him. He can visit Florida and some other schools a lot easier. So that's gonna be tough to kind of see how it all plays out. I mean, Benton's definitely coming back here in the near future, and uh, that that's a that's a player who Penn State sources just continuously rave about. So right now, I feel like Benton out of this list might be the most realistic. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, actually, I should actually. I should actually add Sadir Mitchell and DJ Samuels to that mix as well. Uh, you know, of course, they're they're both North Jersey prospects from Bergen Catholic. Uh, I I mean, Sadir's really picking up right now, man. He's he's got, uh, I think, well, he's going on visits to Georgia, Auburn, A and M, Texas, Miami. Like, there's some some massive uh, SEC schools pushing for Sadir recently. Uh, just be kind of curious to see how that impacts him. But he's always been pretty high on Penn State, but. I guess the, to wrap this up here, because I'm kind of going on about the D tackle board, but it, it's a very deep board. Yeah. I would think that Justin Benton feels like the most realistic at the moment as far as the guys that they, they really, really want. Uh, and then Jason Moore kind of still remains the, the diamond, the guy that they're really after. Notre Dame is going to be a, a serious player there. And I, I think he just needs to visit more schools is, is the thing with, with Jason. Like he's been to Notre yeah. Dame, been to Penn State, been to Maryland. <laughs> But man, he he has so many other offers. Let's see, let's see some other schools and then try and make predictions. So I think with teammates like LeBlanc and Walker, fans might think that that could be a package deal. Um, I know they can't. Pro- they probably came up and visited together when they did come to visit. Is that um, unfair to say that that is not a reality or a realistic thing, or is that something that you could uh, be uh, that could entice them to both choose Penn State? Um. I, I don't think they're going to be a package deal. No, gotcha. I, I think I think Walker's like coveted. I think LeBlanc is incredibly highly coveted. Yes. And, and he's going to have kind of maybe just a few more options that, that Walker might not have. But I mean, it, it, it's always possible in the end. But right now, I don't think they're headed for that course. No. Uh, Nicholas Harbor is the uh, Jason Moore of the defensive end position. I, I would uh, hazard to say what's. Any update on him? He seems to be very quiet other than I think he took a visit to Maryland recently. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. He, I think a few guys were up there on a, on a Thursday. It looked like a Maryland theme kind of visit because it was a lot of top players uh, in Maryland that weekend. Not really a ton on, on Nicholas. Of course, he's running track. So, like, that's kind of kind of keep him, you know, from really visiting a ton of schools. So, I, I really don't don't have a whole lot I can share with him at the moment. I, I mean, I think he will definitely get back to Penn State here. Probably, I don't know. It, again, it depends on his track schedule, right? I mean, that's probably going to be the biggest thing that impacts him there. But, I mean, he'll definitely get back to Penn State by the summertime. Whether he gets here in the spring is kind of hard to tell. But, you know, I, I think Penn State will kind of be top five with him maybe. But do I, do I think he's going to end up here? Probably not. I still right. think the SEC schools are probably going to get him. Yeah, that that one I think is one that Penn State fans are are very hopeful that they would be able to land. But again, another deep position, especially even on his own team. Uh, so, who are the other names to know when it comes to defensive end position? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jamil Lyons uh, from from Roman Catholic in Philadelphia. I was listening to him as a defensive tackle for the longest time. You know, when he came here in the summertime, uh, he was listed at uh, about 240, 245 pounds. And so then, you know, what was that? Almost a year ago, uh, I was thinking, okay, he's going to keep growing. He's going to grow into a D tackle. And, and that's kind of why I was listening there. Well, he hasn't grown really at all since then. He's still pretty much 6'4, 245. And, you know, if he's able to stay at that height and weight, that does work well for defensive ends. So I've kind of yeah. switched to more DM board now. Uh, he's actually announcing his top five like today. Like, I think it's going to be around 8 p.m. Friday yes. night. So we'll see with that. Uh, I, I firmly expect Penn State to be a serious player with him. I think maybe they might be the favorite right now. Uh, he's continuing to improve academically, which was really important. And uh, that's that all bodes well for Penn State. Well, so, one quick note. Uh, this is Jimmy Alliance. So I'm, I'm, if you're watching on YouTube, and I always strongly encourage you to watch on YouTube. I love our audio audience, but I can do more for you on YouTube by showing you the highlights, especially of football players playing football. Uh, Will Norman and Jimmy Alliance here, those were both guys from 2020. They only had their their sophomore season highlights up. So especially Will Norman has gotten much bigger since the highlights you saw a little bit earlier. I just want to make that one note, so please continue with the rest of the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Will Norman was just on campus too, uh, not that not that long ago. I should have noted that earlier, but uh, again, with Will, he's gonna that that's one's going to drag out for a bit. Yeah, uh, I, I think one guy I put in a, a RPM prediction for Mason Robinson not that long ago. I feel very good about where Penn State stands there. Uh, I'm expecting him to be back at uh, State College here in just a, just a couple of weeks. I believe it's uh, April 9th is what he's what he's planning for. So, look, the Penn State's been as as poorly as Penn State's done with St. Francis. They've done the exact opposite with McDonough, you know, pretty much landing all the players that they want from that school. Of course, Kenny Sanders is, is a McDonough alum. He has very close ties there and uh, he's one of Penn state's key recruiters. So that that's going well. I, I feel like Mason Robinson should be part of this class. So to me right now, I think, I think Mason and uh, Jameel Lyons both make a lot of sense as being the two defensive ends in this class. And they could grow to three. Of course, they would absolutely find space for Nicholas Harbor. I didn't mention Desmond Umazulu, who, yeah. uh, man, his, his recruitment with Umazulu, he just blew up out of nowhere. And, like, I'm, I'm trying to talk to people about it. And, and everyone's just like, like, he needs space. Like, he's just like, I don't think he – he saw this all coming in such a rapid period of time. Um, Desmond is supposed to be at the Baltimore Under Armour camp, which you and I are going to attend this weekend. So I'll be looking forward to maybe hopefully, uh, you know, getting to introduce myself to him and, and have a good talk with him that weekend. But uh, he, he's another guy, him Harbor um, and, and maybe a Deshaun Womack would be another one. Mapui, they would maybe consider uh, Joseph Mapui, of course, is uh, Nicholas Harbor's uh, teammate uh, down at Archbishop Carroll. But, Right now, I, for the most part, Lions, Mason Robinson, those are the guys I'm focused on here. Uh, Michael Kilbane, too. He was just on campus. I, I don't think he's quite a, a take at the moment, though. I think there's mm-hmm. a few guys higher than him at the moment. So how does, with all that in mind, and all those names we just went over, and all that film we just watched, the defensive defensive line in general, I'm going to lump them in. How does Neo Avery and Matthias Barnwell factor into this group? Because those two that were athletes on the offensive side of the ball, we've had the conversation, Avery to defensive end and Barnwell to somewhere on the defensive line. Is that still the case mm-hmm. with Barnwell? And I, that seems mm-hmm. to be something that is kind of uh, an evolving process. So I want to open up that yeah. to wherever. And how does that factor into the guys and the situations at the defensive line? Yeah, happy you brought that up. That was a good point. I should have brought that up. So I- I'm kind of just looking at them still as athletes. And, okay. you know, Penn State always kind of like 
has an athlete scholarship or two that they kind of just keep <laughs> like I just imagine like a board, right? Like there's like an athlete like spot. Like I, that's how I'm kind of looking at them. And like, yes, they will factor into this, but because of how deep these two boards are, like I still think realistically, like they can add another four defensive linemen just because yeah. the talent's there. And it's such an important position, uh, both defensive end and defensive tackle. So I I've just kind of had them underneath the, the athlete, uh, mindset <laughs> that's what my mindset is i guess you would say uh but you know i mean especially if this class continues to go on and you know they're not able to add a lot of defensive tackles but they or defensive ends even but they you know they add all these other positions uh then yeah it, it will have a big impact but if they can if they can land some of these guys here in the spring and summer uh they i still think that they would load up on both of these positions yeah and, and just the depth of that class and the guys and and also the quality of those players i mean jason mm -hmm. moore uh, Will Norman kind of opened my eyes watching his film. LeBlanc, these are guys that can be difference-making defensive tackles. These are not just guys that are big and can grow into their frame. These are guys that can be special. And having a guy like Matthias Barnwell and Neo Avery already on the roster, it's just a fascinating look at when you say, and we'll get to linebackers here at the end of this sentence, when you say, take two running backs take three linebackers and you've got maybe six or seven defensive linemen you want to take, I have a hard time with the idea that you're going to turn down any of these defensive linemen for any of those other positions, especially if you're coming down to a numbers crunch down at the end. So let's get to the linebacker position because there's a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts to me when it comes to linebacker position. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the linebackers that are, you know that are the highlight guys or the guys that are kind of where we're well, deciding which one is, is the, the take and not take. Yeah. I, I think this board is pretty easy to figure out to be very yeah. frank. It, it's, it's Tony Rojas and Timmy Robinson. They want them as outside linebackers, you know, and then basically for an interior guy, Josiah Trotter, Phil Pichotti, Jordan Hall are all takes basically. And, and it's, it's one how to it me. Itself out. It's, Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't one. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, you've been talking about how Manny Diaz likes to play. I mean, they, they're the the inside linebacker is kind of you know dying off like the dinosaurs. Am I right with that, or is that a little yeah. dramatic? Well, they, they they need the Mike linebacker. They need one Mike linebacker. But it's the it this is this is the conversation I really want to have about this because uh, you're seeing you're seeing here Tamia Robinson, who is the three-level athlete. I mean, we've had the conversation that people want to keep calling him a defensive end just because the way his Brashear used him was to get after the quarterback. That doesn't mean that that's what he does. He also played safety. It was the first highlight. So he's got the ability to play three levels of the defense. That's a will to me. Then you got a guy here like Tony Rojas that is physically explosive. Uh, 210 pounds already. But if you're playing three safeties, how many linebackers do you need? Can you make Tammy Robinson a really good Mike linebacker that can play pass, coverage, blitz, do all of it? Do you need three linebackers? That's the other thing. Do you need to take three? Uh, and, well, you know, you mentioned Jordan Hall, Trotter, and Pachotti. If these two are the two, and then you're having a conversation about a true Mike, and that's what the other three are, you need more safeties if you're going to run a three safety defense. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that you have the numbers to take three, especially not four linebackers like some Benze fans have been talking to me about of you need to get more linebackers, linebacker numbers. It's like if you're only playing two and you are committed to that, I don't see it. Yeah. And that and that's really what James Franklin's going to have to figure out, right? Because how yep. long is Manny Diaz going to be here? I mean, realistically, uh, yep. if he's here for more than three years, that's you know, is he even going to coach these guys? Yep, I yeah. can see that answer being no. You know, so so 
but but with that said, I mean, Brett Pry played that defense a lot himself as well. And I, I think, you know, when you look at the star position and, and the way uh, Franklin has transitioned some things uh, over the years, I mean, they're they're definitely still moving in that direction. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be something that I really think that's just going to come down to James in the end. That's going to be his decision to make more than Manny or, or anybody else. Yep. And that that is it's a, it is a, you bring up a great point because that is the counterbalance of the argument of, OK, so this three safety defense, but Manny Diaz runs it way more than Brent Pry did. And they're from the, mm-hmm. you know, they're that's the whole conversation. They're from a similar system. They grew up with the same philosophies, but where they diverged was, uh, you know, coming to Penn State. Uh, Brent Pry had a lot of options at linebacker. And this is what James Franklin said when I asked him about this is you, you have access to it's LBU guys want to come here and play linebacker. So they've been recruiting two wills every year. And this is important. This is another thing he brought up is don't get it twisted. We're recording. We're, we're, we're recruiting two will linebackers and one of them plays Sam. And then we transition mm-hmm. them over. And that's how the process goes. So the idea again of playing three linebackers, even in the context of Penn state playing three linebackers they're really not recruiting three positions because the only guy that played that position as a senior was Cam Brown because you had Micah Parsons who took over that will position. He was too good. You had to get him on the football field. So the progress of that kind of got a a little bit topsy-turvy where you did that one year have that. So this Mm -hmm. position, if they can get these, and this is, I think you make a great point. If they can get three guys and they feel like these are the three best guys they can get, Recruit three linebackers, and that's the beauty of defense. Sub package that eleventh defender. It's whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, they also the thing we don't really know though too is just kind of where do some of those young guys stand as far as how they've advanced, right? I mean, we we don't we. I mean, Jamari Button looks good, but like, where is he? What is he showing them in practice? You know, because that that's the other thing that comes into recruiting is like sometimes it's not about the numbers. Sometimes it's what they're seeing in practice. And if they think that, you know, I'm not going to use names because I don't think that's fair. And I apologize. I should probably shouldn't even use Jamari there, to be honest. But, you know, it's just if player X is not performing what what they thought he was going to perform, well, then they're going to have to get somebody in because they think player X is not going to not going to be here in two years. Right. So that's that's the other thing to always kind of keep in mind. It's just um, now like, with that said, I mean, and, and to be, uh, you know, to, to Jamari and Kobe and Tyler Ellison, like, I think they're all progressing well. Like, I've never heard really yeah. any like negative things that make me think like they're not going to be part of this program in a year from now. But uh, but that's just something that we see often with Penn State. Like, honestly, like uh, I, I get I think Penn State's going to ha- have a massive offensive line class because they're worried about some of their some of their their depth at offensive line. I mean, I think that's yeah. going to be a massive part of it. Um, so. Yeah, um, that's just that's the other factor of how it plays all out. So uh, we're going to we're going to extend this conversation. And just like the Sam field linebacker conversation, we're going to go with a guy that I think just based on looking at him, maybe you could count him as a linebacker anyway. And that's Cam Selden. Uh, Tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about this ginormous athlete that plays in the secondary. Yeah, Cam's a stud. And I mean, he's probably one of their Oops, I tapped my mic there. He's probably one of their top five overall players in this class and and things are going really well for Penn State right now I think they're really excited about uh the I mean put it this way he doesn't have a lot of communication with coaches he's not one of those guys who's you know doing calls every day but like out of the coaches he is talking with uh Penn State's in a good position there so that's that's good to note I mean Cam's comes from a real small area in Heathville Virginia I mean look at his field he's playing on <laughs> right now, right? I, I'm just looks, watching him yeah. go like 40 like he's accelerating to the yeah. point he's 40 yards ahead of everybody yeah, yeah, he's he's. I would. I actually kind of would like to see one of these games in person, but then I want to leave like at the end of the second quarter, right? Because you're just you're not going to get anything. <laughs> in the second half. But 
Uh, but listen, I mean, we know Sam is, or we know Cam, excuse me, is uh, going to Tennessee this weekend. So Tennessee seems to be emerging a little bit. Uh, he told me he's visited Tennessee before, which I did not know. And I'm still trying to confirm when he actually did. But I believe this is his second visit to Tennessee. Uh, Maryland, Virginia, and Wake Forest have also hosted him before. So he's been in a handful of schools. Uh, Penn State, of course, hosted him for the Auburn game. And I do expect him to get back to State College. It, it might have to wait uh, until June for his official visit, though. But, man, he's... He's a stud of a player. Kenny Sanders is working really hard on him. I know that that's Kenny's kind of like their X factor, right? Like they yeah. have like a position coach who's always working on him. And of course, Dex is a great recruiter himself. But whenever they put like Kenny working on some of these guys specifically, like that's, you know, usually because that guy's incredibly important. So I know uh, Kenny and Dex are, are working hard on that tag team there. Uh, one other thing with Cam, too, is his, his cousin is Salim Wormley. So there is a there is a you know family tie to Penn State as well. Uh, with the rest of the secondary, I, I skipped over corner because I wanted to get to Selden because I think he could be that exactly that position that they mm -hmm. need. So even if they get both Rojas and they get Tamir Robbins at the linebacker position, Selden can play at least two, if not three safety positions for, for the Nittany Lions. So that's another one of those things in recruiting of like, and especially on defense, how you want to use players. I think he fits very nicely into that picture so even if you do miss a guy like Rojas, who's visiting Clemson, does that change anything there as well? You have multiple options, I think, if you look at it positionally with Selden. Uh, so the rest of the safety position, who are the guys that yeah. you're looking at? Yeah, another deep board, man. Uh, Ramirez Stewart, of course, he's a top guy in PA. Ramirez, like, not much has changed with Ramirez. Like, he's never been a guy who is incredibly active with his recruitment, and that really doesn't seem like a whole lot has, has changed right there. So, uh, you know, Texas A&M, Tennessee, West Virginia, they have all hosted him in the past. I have no idea when his next visit's going to be. I wish I had a better feel. He's just, you know, it's just one of those guys who lays low and, uh, you know, pops up at random schools at random times, I guess is uh, the way to put that. So, uh, Amari Snowden's another pretty important player, I think, for their safety board out of Roseville, Michigan. Uh, Mari was actually talking about maybe coming up here this weekend, but uh, I think that's going to have to wait for a few more weeks from now. Uh, but he's he's really kind of taken off, um, and I think he'll be a player who's pretty high on uh, Penn State's board uh, when it's all said and done. Notre Dame's in the, in the mix there. They're, they're kind of stepping it up with him. Uh, Dakari Nelson, too. I think Dakari Nelson is a very important player for Penn State. He might be maybe probably one of their top three safeties. I think Cam Selden's definitely one, and then Nelson may actually be – be number two there man he this is the guy who drove 14 hours from selma alabama to watch the penn state Rutgers game i mean salute man that's i remember that story i didn't realize there. that was him yeah yeah with like with like little babies too like siblings or, or sons and i know somebody was saying like he came with like a couple toddlers like in a imagine like a couple toddlers in a car for 14 hours oh and then you show up <laughs> and you watch that penn state Rutgers game you know there's like no scoring <laughs> it was cold and just like and, like, he's still really interested in Penn State. Like, I don't know if uh, that would have worked out if, if that was in my case, at least. I can't do two hours in the car with my toddlers, uh, let alone 14. But, but anyway, Penn State's uh, firmly in the mix there. You know, he, he went to Clemson not too long ago and picked up an offer from Clemson. And I think the, the Tigers are going to be a serious player there. But uh, I'm watching Dakari for an official visit in the summer. Jaden Bonsu's starting to blow up. Uh, out of St. Peter's prep. I mean, he's, dude, his offer sheet is just incredible now with LSU, Georgia, uh, Ohio State. I believe Texas is in there. There's a, there's a few other ones. I mean, he's really taking off. I know, I know he's planning to go to, was it Ohio State this weekend? And then I think he said he's going to do Texas and Alabama uh, in mid April. So he's taking off. Musa Kane, of course, is still in there too. Blair Academy prospect. Um, you know, so another guy's keep an eye on. So this is another pretty deep board, man. I think defensive line. I really think, I mean, for the most part, every position but corner 
is yeah. pretty deep and there's a lot of talent. And corner has talent, but it's just all over the place. So yeah. we can let's, let's go down to Florida. Is that a good transition? Yeah. 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 Let's head down to Florida. Yeah, that's what it is, man. Uh, for for the most part, I man. Antonio Cotman is is from Virginia, of course, and I'm listing him as a as a corner for now. You know, I see him kind of outgoing that position. He's already like six two two hundred. I just, oh, yeah. man, I'm not I'm not sure if that's gonna gonna work uh, long term. Uh, but everybody else is just all over the country, man. Antonio Robinson from Miami, Florida. Dijon Robinson from Tampa, Florida. Damon Fagans from Fort Lauderdale. He's from American Heritage. Is one of the guys. I'm, yeah. I'm watching for a visit here in the coming weeks. American um, Heritage, especially. Uh, so I did a, a video breakdown for a previous site uh, this summer on uh, one of their former players, five star corn, five star safety, and James Jameson Williams or James Williams, unreal mm-hmm. football player. And I noticed mm-hmm. Fagan as well in that secondary. This is a t- this is a, a school that produces players in the secondary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, they produce everywhere. Like I think they're right. I think in their secondary. I think like what was it like eight eight of their players were like already committed to like power five schools or like we're on the verge of that or something when I I was because I was looking at I was looking last year at maybe going to see uh, Cam Miller play American Heritage and it didn't work out with schedules and stuff like that but I was trying to to research how stacked that game would be and I really wish I would have now because because of Trey on Webb you know of course yep. who who played with Cam I kind of looking back I, if I would have realized that these American Heritage guys were so interested in Penn State as they were and of course. Trey on web, I, I really would have probably pursued that a little bit more. But but anyway, I mean I, the two other guys too, Braden Marshall, I want to mention Lake Mary, Florida, Daniel Harris from Miami, Florida. I mean, they they are all over the place uh in, in the Sunshine State to try and find the guys. I mean, right now I think Braden Hare, Braden Marshall, excuse me, um it makes makes a lot of sense. He's been to Penn State already and he's aiming to take an official visit uh in June. I talked to him about that last week. Uh fans can learn more about that in the interview I did with him. I think Antonio Robinson has a lot of interest in Penn State as well. I think Penn State just kind of wants to see how he grows. They they like to kind of just see lengthwise. He was here last summer, so maybe getting an opportunity to see him again and get accurate measurements uh will give us a better feel for that recruitment. But Guys all over the country here. I mean, I didn't even mention Eddie Pleasant. He's from Tampa. Yeah. Tony Mitchell's a guy they like a lot. He's from Alabama. Uh, Alabama. Um, Damari Brown, of course, is another American Heritage guy. I mean, this – I have no idea who, who they're going to land at corner. And honestly, I think I think the staff has – obviously, they have a better idea than I do. But I think that they also think, like, um, you know, this is going to be one of those years where, you know, we're going to absolutely have to pluck somebody – uh, from down south because there's just nobody really else in the mid-Atlantic region, which yeah. is why they're happy. They're very happy they got Lamont Payne because if they didn't get him and they had to pluck two guys, uh, you know that's that's never easy to do. So we we will see how it plays out. Yeah, and uh, this would be the second year in a row they had to go get a guy from Florida with Cam Miller as well. So just to to point out, it can be done. There is evidence of just last year in the class of 22 that Cam Miller, a key prospect in that mm-hmm. class and, and a very talented player himself. Also came from Florida, so it's not impossible. Uh, so that yeah, and that, let me let me say one thing with that real quick. Like it's official visits that make the difference there, which is why yeah. as of March 25th, I'm like totally I have no idea where to go because like for all these guys, Kaziah Holmes, Katron Allen, um, you know Cam Miller, uh, the wide receiver uh, Dunmore, uh, mm-hmm. like all these Florida guys over the years, like we have really had no idea on. <laughs> excuse me, we we 
we knew they were interested, but we didn't know to what degree until they took that official visit, which for most of them was the first time they were ever here. And then, you know, we, we kind of got a feel after it. We're like, oh, wow, you know, there, there's a really good relationship here. So uh, I think by this time, it what, you know, three months from now, um, you know, by the end of June, uh, I'll have a much better idea for that board because a couple of these guys are going to come. Like I said, Braden Marshall will definitely be one, and I'm sure a couple others will too. Well, if only we'd have gotten some information from you today on the show. I mean, <laughs> my wife's texting me. We got to get going. I got to get to Harrisburg. So I can get the vets to get to Baltimore. So I'm a little behind right now, but we did a good show today. So awesome. Awesome job. Thanks for taking all of that time to break down uh, the entire defensive side for Penn State football. I think, as I said before, really deep at some really key positions. And this could be a follow up to 22 and that defensive line class, especially that can help steer and change the trajectory for Penn State football, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, great conversation. Thanks for coming on the show, Ryan. Every Friday. I love it. Let's do it again. Every Friday. That'll do it today for the BWI Daily Edition. Monday. I can't believe I forgot to say this. We had a whole long conversation about linebackers. Abdul Carter's joining the show on Monday, 2022. Four-star linebacker. Um, He was a fun interview because he is a super, super serious guy. He did the interview (laughs) right after working out. He was in the gym. So you don't want to miss that. Coming up on Monday on the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We'll talk to you then. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.